Um, if we constantly use, for example, uh, the daily four hour, one hour, 15 and five. So I, so I identified an opportunity, but not an entry in a higher time frame. Can we go down and look at a different time frame for entry? Okay, so what, what, are, what are your, what's your, let me know what your higher time frame is, your trading time frame and your lower time frame. So I would suggest having a two or three time frame combo instead of a, a six one. So you, you need to identify your higher time frame, right? Which is the daily, I'm assuming. What would be your trading time frame and lower time frame? All right, so my higher time frame is the daily. The four hour is trading and one hour is lower time frame. Okay, yeah. So um, so if I identified an opportunity but not entry, yeah. So if you, on your higher time frame, you're just using your higher time frame for, let's, let's put it this way. We know we, we know we go through a four-step process, right? What's that four-step process, guys? I, P, D, and E, right? So think about splitting this up in half, right? The higher time frame is used. That stinks. You guys know what I'm trying to do. <laughs> there we go. Look at that. The higher time frame is used for the first half just to identify and predict. So you're not actually entering any trades off of your higher time frame. You're just observing what's in the market. You're saying, hmm, I identify that we are in a bullish trend or I identify that we have just violated structure. And based on that identification, you're able to make your prediction. Price action is likely to go bullish. Price action is likely to go bearish. Price action is likely to go here. Price action is likely to go there, right? That's the purpose of our higher time frame. So we're not even looking to trade. We're not even thinking about trading off of that. Just observation, right? Just a stalker in a window watching our neighbor. Oh, wait a minute. Not, not that I've done that. That's, you know, just saw it on a movie last night. Um, a movie that my neighbor was watching while I was watching them through the window. Um, anyway, D and E. Decide and execute that's going to be on your, um, took it too far. That's going to be on your trading time frame or your lower time frame. So once you go down to your trading time frame, now you're deciding what do I need to enter the trade? And that's, you know, you're going through your whole process of, you know, uh, entry stops and targets, what needs to happen for me to enter the trade. And then your execution, right? That's either going to happen on your trading time frame if you're allowed to enter on your trading time frame or if you're deciding to drop down to a lower time frame to look for a specific reason for entry. So think I and P is going to be on your higher time frame. Decide and execute is going to be on your trading time frame or your lower time frame. So an example using the chart in front of you, let's say price action came down to our level of structure, right? We came down to our nice shiny VS1 level of support and we're saying, okay, we're, we're, we're on the, this is my trading time frame. So I'm saying if price action reaches our level of support, reaches our VS1 zone, then I go down to my hourly and look for higher, high, higher close candlestick formation because I want, to, I want a more aggressive way to get involved. Or I go down to my hourly and look for, you know, double bottom, 26 to 18, whatever it may be. Does that make sense? Let's finish it up. What if I don't get a signal on the hourly, um, but the price action looks good for a potential entry on an even lower time frame, such as the 15 minute? Nope, breaking your rules because you're not supposed to go to the 15 minute. That's called trade chasing. Because here's, here's the secret, right? Eventually, 
eventually we will find a time frame that fits what we want to see, right? If you're looking for something on the hourly and you don't see it and you go down to the 15 minute and you don't see it, you go down to the five, you don't see it, guess what? You'll go down to the one and eventually you'll see it because the market will eventually do something. But by the time you find what it does, it will really have no relevance on what you actually want it to do. So that is called trade chasing. That is very hard and very common. Because many, I mean, you guys know trading. Trading is boring, right? We don't get nearly as many opportunities as the internet makes us think, right? And most of the most of the time we do predictions, right? Either the predictions don't happen, right? We're like, okay, if price action goes up, then I'm going to look to buy to here. And then price action goes down. You're like, F. Or you get something where it's like price action goes to your support and resistance zone. You've been watching this for like weeks. You're like, okay, VS1 level of support right down there, baby. Okay, we'll go through the plan. Okay, if price action gets to VS1, then go to lower time frame and look for uh, double bottom. Okay, here we go. Price is at the VS1. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Go down to the lower time frame, double bottom. Nope. And then market reverses on like a V reversal. And you're like, hmm, motherfucker. So if we start trade chasing, right, eventually we'll find what we need. You'll, okay, we didn't get it on the hour. Let's go down to the 15. Let's go down to the five. Let's go down to the one, right? So a lot of traders do that because it is frustrating to do all this work and be excited about your prediction and have confidence in your prediction and then not be able to execute it. I mean, I, I remember I remember Jason Greystone. This is a little different, different opportunity. Jason Greystone and myself, right? This is, this is probably the most intense conversation we've ever had. We were looking at a trade on, I think it was the pound, pound Aussie, some big boy trade, some big boy trade. And we're, we're looking at the same thing. It was like a grade A setup. And we're talking all week. I'm like, hey, hey Stone, what you, what you got on uh, the pound Aussie? He's like, yeah, I got this at structure looking for, uh, looking for a double top for the short. I'm like, yeah, me too. Let's go get it. Let's go get it, boy. Right. <laughs> and uh, so we're watching all week. Hey, getting close, getting close, get those orders ready. Because one of the things is we're, we're in different time zones. So we, we can kind of keep different eyes on the markets and, and whatnot um, and help each other out. And we look at it, we're like, okay, we're in the zone. We're in the kill zone, baby. Let's do this. We're in the kill zone. All we need is this. All we need is this. And I'm, I'm typing, I'm like, I'm ready, baby. Let's go. I'm ready, baby. Let's go. And this is the pound. All these, it's a big pair, guys. And then we're watching it. We're watching it. And guess what it never does? Guess what it never does? Man, it never gives us the entry entry signal. It goes up there. It looks at us. It says, hey, fellas. It winks. <laughs> and then reverses right away. And we're sitting there watching this thing um, over a few days. just drop like hundreds of pips. And we're like, we're talking to each other. And I'm like, hey, Stone, you know, uh, we could, we could, uh, we could still edit, right? And we're basically, we're using each other for accountability because like we both wanted to break our rules so bad. It was one of those situations where like we, we both knew, you never want to be this, this arrogant, but like we had a very good idea of what was going to happen. It was a great A setup and it just didn't meet our rules. And we're sitting there like, hey, I'm about to break my rules. I'm like, are you, you going to enter? He's like, yeah, are you going to enter? I'm like, ah, yeah, you know, I can't, we needed that. Like, yeah, you're right, we didn't need that. And we're, we're, we're helping each other out because we both want to do it. Um, but the point is, that's very frustrating. And if you don't have that accountability partner, if you don't have enough discipline, you're going to chase it because it hurts, man. It, it hurts to watch something run without you, especially when you did all the work, right? It's like you doing all the, all the, all the work in a group project and someone else getting the credit for it. So, yeah, we want to we want to avoid uh, trade chasing, want to avoid trade chasing. Um, so, yeah, we can't we can't create an, another lower time frame. You want to be consistent in what time frames you go to. 
Um, so you got to stick to your one lower time frame. Or if you want to make an excuse, if you want to give yourself an out, just have two lower time frames. Um, just be prepared to deal with the consequences of having looser rules. Um, Andrew says, no signal, no trade. Akil, what's with the making everything orderly and make sense? I don't know. Man. Who likes order? I like chaos. Les says, so many opportunities look good on the 10 range, but meh. Yeah, it's even harder on the range bar chart. Um, yes, yeah, so for example, when you go down to the range bar chart, it's already another set of higher time frame, trading time frame, lower time frame, instead of the set time frame from daily, four hour, one hour, correct. Yeah, the range bar is my lower time frame for my day trading. Yep, it's, it's essentially the same. It's a different view of the five minute chart. Even though these days, for some pairs, it's more like a 15-minute chart because the ranges have been sucked dry. But the range bar, yeah, range bar, I think of the range bar as a lower time frame for my day trading. It has nothing, nothing to do with, my, with the swing trading at all. It just so happens here in the live room because we're going through both day trading and swing trading opportunities. It just all flows. So it seems like I'm going daily, four hour, one hour, 15, five range, when in reality I'm going daily, four hour, one hour, wall. 60, 15, 5 range. Hmm. 